You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 5, Episodes 7 and 8, Lineage and Destiny. We meet Wesley's dad, or Dewey, before Spike is recorporealized as he battles it out with Angel for the title of Most Valuable Vampire with a Soul. Shit you. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge of Wolfman Heart. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angel's a vampire, and this is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight, so Kim S O D. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. (laughs) And I am Matt. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problemo. Uh, so, Matt. Oh, Robin, are you going to play the theme? What are you talking about? I already played it. Okay. Did you hear it? Matt, tell, <laughs> Matt, tell us where in the world you are. When did you watch Angel? Is Buffy superior or inferior to Angel? Tell, tell us everything. All right. Well, I am coming to you from uh, from lovely uh, southeastern Wisconsin. Oh, and uh, I came came to the uh, the Buffy Angel verse late, and actually, I came in via Angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, came in. Uh, believe it or not, let's see what's what's uh, what's the name of the episode. It was uh, season three. And it was the uh, the gun episode towards the uh, beginning of that uh, of that season. Uh, oh my about God. that old gang of that mine. old gang of mine. <laughs> that was that was the first full episode that I saw. And you stuck around. <laughs> See, but the thing is, is because I hadn't seen any of the other stuff before, and it was live, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, through the eyes of hindsight that we have now. It was actually actually a pretty good episode, and what got me to stick around was um, the exchange between Gun and Angel at the end of the episode, where where Angel uh, comes back to him and, and says, "I'll know I can trust you when you have to kill me, and you do." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, this is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and about that same time, um, uh, the FX network was uh, stripping the uh, the Buffy. Uh, now, start just just starting to strip uh, Buffy uh, five nights a week, and I caught up on uh, Buffy from the beginning. At that point, did you uh, st- stripping her? Um, is- Stri- <laughs> stripping stripping is the uh, process is the the tech, the network term for uh, running a show, uh, you know, weekdays, uh-huh. you know, five five nights a week. So when you get, I thought when that you get, was syndicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, when 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 you get when you get to syndicate, well, you some some uh, networks will just want to syndicate it one night a week. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, but stripping is the is the process where it goes five nights a week, take the weekends off. 
and that's I why you. that's why the one hundred <laughs> the one hundred episode mark is the is the preferred mark to have that hey, because then yes. you can go for long enough that people don't get sick of the episodes. Hey, mom, I, I was assuming it was a I was, I was assuming it was a Wisconsin term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a term that I came across on the internet uh, about the time that that uh, that I started watching Buffy. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say, "Hey, mom, I got a job in TV." <laughs> Good luck <laughs> stripping. <laughs> uh, all right. Any more? Any more questions? We have to get out of the way before uh, we head into the episodes here. We got two to get through. No. Okay. We're get, we're, we are okay. getting yeah we're getting into season five. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah it is. All right. Uh, loved loved it loved it loved it. Okay. Let's start with lineage. Uh, lineage is. Do we have to? No, I'm kidding. Lineage. <laughs> uh, I would prefer that we did. Let's uh, <laughs> get very get very confusing. Um, uh, this was aired uh, October first, two thousand three. Written by Drew Goddard. All right, Drew Goddard, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. So we begin uh, with uh, Wesley um, involved in a, like a gun deal, which uh, you would think. I mean, they, his name's Gun. Why isn't Why isn't Gun? Yeah, involved? this was interesting because you think, okay, has Wesley has he already lost his ethics here? Mm-hmm. Is he is he doing is has Wolferman Hart? Uh, one over is Wesley doing something, uh, you know, against the law, selling arms that have been developed by Wolfram and Hart. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it was like a twist on it that uh, we think that these guys are bad guys, but they're robots. These guys are not robots. The oh, the robots come in later. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been like two weeks since I watched this episode. No, this this guy is in fact uh, the guy who uh, built Wesley all of his contraptions back in season three. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the the collapsible swords. Yeah, to think I used to sell this guy collapsible swords. Oh uh, man, I'm not sure if you've been listening, but we just drop quotes in wherever now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one henchman gets a hook through the head, which I thought was awesome. Um, I love the part when Wesley jumps out with his two guns, and Fred's like, uh, yes, Wesley, I'd love a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he flies through the air. Oh, God, it's the best. Which the last time we saw him do that was when? It's Angel. Season three? Angel trivia. Nope. I was uh, when uh, they were taking out uh, Skip, if I remember correctly. Was that before or after the Beast? Because I remember the them attacking the Beast, and he did he did that. Ah, I have no idea, you guys. I could be wrong. No help. Yeah, I, I definitely remember him doing that. Doing that to Skip. Yeah. Um. So we have a, mar- <laughs> a masked a masked assassin. Wow, that's hard to say. Uh, jump out, he kills Emil, he kills his bodyguards, and then we have Angel jumping through the window and taking it down. Turns out it's a robot! And poor Fred gets hurt. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, uh, Wesley feels terrible because he didn't leave uh, Fred. He left Fred defenseless and she got hurt, and it looks like she's, like, dead, but it was just, like, a a flesh wound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, she gets her arm in like but, a tourniquet. And yeah, <laughs> but she has to. Yeah, she has to uh, like take a lot of antibiotics because they don't know where the hook has been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Angel's pissed off. He says he needs to clear it with me before using any of my people. And uh, after Wesley's dismissed, Eve wonders if he doesn't trust Wesley because of Connor. And uh, who? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So Wesley um, talks to Fred and is like, "I should have protected you." And Fre- Fred's irritated at him, like patronizing her. And uh, then she says, "You're acting like a child." And he says, "Hello, father." <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> Are those my notifications going off, or those somebody else's? No, I'm, I'm, I, my computer is so loud. I'm across the room, and it's like going off. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just funny because I had to actually stop that from happening uh, when we recorded before. <laughs> Very but nice. I didn't is it hear your again? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Wesley's father's here. Roger Wyndham Price, played by. Roy Deutsches. Uh, oh, it is such a... Everybody is just on their best behavior because somebody as, uh, I don't know, high in the Watcher's Council and uh, the status that he has, everybody's so, you know, honored to meet him. Mm-hmm. And they try to... Yeah, he's also Wesley's dad, so, you know, you're, you're yeah. trying to be a nice guy. And then old Wesley comes back. And this is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they played, was that Spin the Bottle? Yeah. When they yep. wanted, Joss wanted to get clumsy Wesley back. And this, the old Wesley comes out. He's not as self-assured as he was because his dad ridicules and criticizes every move he makes. Also, isn't wasn't uh, Spin the Bottle when they first mentioned that Wesley was head boy? Or was that back I in... So. I wasn't sure if that was mentioned in Buffy oh, season three as well. I think he. I think that may have been mentioned in. in Buffy yeah, because he went three. back to being a teenager. He said he was head boy. Uh, before we get too far ahead, uh, Nutty actually hinted at this uh, in her last appearance that the Guinness Book of World Records uh, has uh, plays a part in this guest. Uh, and so Roy Dotris uh, is the guy that recorded all the Game of Thrones audiobooks. And uh, this guy, okay, cool. Yep, yep. So, uh, <laughs> if you've listened to those audiobooks, you spent quite a lot of time with Roger Wyndham Price, and he's in the Guinness Book yeah. of World Records uh, for his voice work because it's got it, it was cited as the greatest number of characters voiced by a single person in an audiobook 224 characters in, in those novels. And, wow. uh, and yeah, if you listen to them, that is, that is a combined running time of about 201 hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. And just, just edging out, uh, the guy who did, uh, the, uh, the U S version of, uh, Harry Potter. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Cause that name? guy did like crazy voices and stuff. Yep. Amazing. I wasn't a fan of Roy Deutrich's, uh, Tyrion. But everything else was fine to me. <laughs> I just had, you know, TV show Terry and stuck in my head. So I was just like, what is this voice he's doing? Um, he was also in Amadeus. Uh, many people know him, of course, from The Cutting Edge. Played the, the coach. The Pachenko uh, yeah. move. <laughs> oh, the Russian. <laughs> yes. Pachenko move. Uh, so... 
Um, okay, so uh, we Roger says that the Watchers are reforming and that Wyndham Price name is tarnished, and uh, <laughs> because uh, Wesley is such an embarrassing failure. And I'll just stop. I won't need to say the quote if anybody else has it. I don't want to just go ahead and read all the quotes. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I beat. I beat out everyone dying in an explosion as most embarrassing failure. <laughs> yeah, that just that speaks volumes about how critical fathers can be. Right. Or, you know, whoever is whoever programmed as a robot. Like I just, you know, you, when you know it's a robot, it's all this stuff is it's I don't know, it's just, You're questioning like how do you get these these very I, specifics? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think it's actually really impressive when we actually get the call at the very end, and we find out, oh, that's oh. why that's why he was sucked in. Mm-hmm. That's really what his dad is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Roger says he's here to evaluate him, and yeah, like like you said, Steph, he starts bumping into doors, bumps into a person, and yeah, it's it's as if this clumsiness that he had is really kind of caused by what his father uh, has an effect on him. Um, and um, he's talking about how serious his job is, and that's when Lauren walks by. And I have another quote I wrote down. I don't know if anybody else has it. Is it, it's like Winston Churchill and a young Richard Harris had a beautiful love child, <laughs> which, uh, according to my sources, may not be as ridiculous as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that, that's not the one I had. Uh, that might be from a different scene, but this one I had is uh, if Louis Gossett Jr. wants this foam party to happen, he'll keep his trap shut. <laughs> and then if he walks up, he's like, "Wesley, is this your younger brother?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, down in the lab, they discovered that the robot uh, that they got was a cyborg, and. Uh, <clears throat> I have another quote from Spike. <laughs> You're not ruling out that this human, that a human being was bothed by a robot. Sex with robots is more common than people think. <laughs> uh, and so that's in reference to uh, I was made for loving you. I was made to love you. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he, he had his way with the Buffy bot quite a bit too. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I mean, I just write my quotes down. Basically, that's my job here in my notes. I always thought I always thought Wesley was grown in a greenhouse for dandies, which is a great line too. And uh, Roger says he met Spike before slaughtering an orphanage in Vienna. Oh, too funny! Killed two of his friends, and like, and then Angel pops out and he refuses to shake Angel's hand. I mean, this robot is very like is programmed really well. Yeah. Um. And then we see uh, the 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 robot corpse down there has symbols on it, and um, uh, and he's like, "Oh, they make me head boy for nothing." When he starts reading it, and then Roger's like, "I heard the pickings were slim that year." <laughs> I just the, the look on Spike's face when the the words "head boy" come up. <laughs> he's like, what? What? "Sorry," <laughs> and he gets stuck on that. Yeah. Uh, Wesley trips a bomb, he panics, he tries to get everybody to evacuate, but Roger defuses it quickly. Which, of course, you know, robots, no robots. And then Angel gets briefed, and Spike says, I mean, do I have to take all the quotes? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has it? First here was head boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I already knew that. <laughs> right. I have nothing oh, else to report. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they ask, where's Roger? And they say, with Lauren. And then there's a cut to Lauren. <laughs> so I'm covered with cherries. The police are just pounding on the door and Judy Dench starts screaming, oh, that's way too much to pay for a pair of pants. <laughs> Which, okay, that's not what Judy Dench would say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the, the symbols, they, there's like, they find out more about the cyborgs, they fought evil and... All that, and um, Roger tells Fred a story about young Wesley trying to use a resurrection spell to bring back a dead bird. Again, the great history that these robot creators have of Wesley and his family. Mm-hmm. But Fred enjoyed hearing the story, but it was the story was only told to further, you know, mock and mm-hmm. criticize mm-hmm. Wesley. Yeah. Wesley, I can, I just, I, I feel you. Roger tries to talk to Wesley about Fred, but he can mentions relate. that the last girl he was with, he had to chop into tiny pieces because the higher power chose to stab her in the neck. So yeah, he's, he's got some relationship problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger's disturbed by the magic books and how safe they are. And then suddenly a gang of cyborgs arrives on the roof. Good timing. <laughs> To a bunch of oriental-sounding ninja music. Oh, gosh. Did the pan pipes uh, get struck up? I, I, would, I didn't notice. Uh, I like this little scene that Spike has with Eve in the elevator. Like, he's accusing her of of being a part of the reason why he's trapped at Wolfram and Hart. And, um, you know, if the amulet was meant for Angel, why hold on to him? And Eve says, who's to say it was meant for Angel? So, that was a good scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Like later, like sorry, who's to say? Yeah, sets up the next episode mm-hmm. well. And I like later. There's a reference to uh, Eve possibly getting stuck inside the elevator. And Spike's mm-hmm. like whatever. <laughs> and Spike, he's back and forth between caring and not caring. <laughs> yes. Uh, Roger and Wesley get attacked by a cyborg. They take it down. Uh, Roger says the books aren't safe, so Wesley brings them in and Roger into the vault, and Roger knocks him out and grabs a uh, demonic personal massager out of a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that thing is, but. Right? <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Um, and he says, begin. I suppose it's a, uh, a soul massager. Mm. <laughs> Totally makes you lose your will. <laughs> um, Angel and Gun fight cyborgs, uh, and I'm just wondering where is everybody in this office? By the way, there aren't there guards here? <laughs> Why is it the CEO and uh, the, the top lawyer are fighting all these cyborg uh, ninja things? I mean, they remind me of the Thumb Thumbs from Spy Kids. I don't know if anybody gets that reference, but uh, <laughs> well, they had a they had a throwaway line. Uh, right before that happened as to why they're doing the fighting is that uh, the uh, cyborgs took out security. Oh, really? And, and, and that's why the alarms stopped going off. Uh-huh. Uh, Roger finds Fred, asks her to take him to Angel. Meanwhile, Wesley is torturing a cyborg. And... 88,000 people right now. And, and then uh, Ed- Edward <laughs> showed up. Uh, or was that Edward? Yes, that was your uh, Hurricane Florence update. Oh, good. 
How's it going? 88,000 people without. The Dixie Crystal. <laughs> the Dixie Crystal. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Never. Uh, uh, Spike actually uh, concentrates so we can save Gun from a, a ninja cyborg, so that's pretty good. And uh, Roger tells Angel to go to the roof where he gets zapped by Roger's staff. Hey, um, I hmm? totally called it, by the way, at the beginning of this episode. Oh, you did? <laughs> I was like, this guy is here for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And when he was doing, sorry, I didn't pipe up earlier, but when he was doing the, the book, when Wesley was explaining the book, I'm like, he's asking way too many questions. Yep. He should know this. And I'm like, he's going to double cross everybody. I'm just like called it because this was never Sorry. about Wesley, <laughs> right? No, never is. It seems to be Poor about guy. getting Angel and to remove his free will. And Roger says, "Listen, this guy's mm-hmm. been a puppet all along to the powers mm-hmm. that be, to Wolfram and Hart, and you know, basically now me." Uh, uh-huh. And then um, Wesley starts accusing him of that. He's like upset because Wesley's actually better than him. And then he uh, threatens to drop the wand off the building. So Roger grabs Fred and Wesley empties a clip into him like immediately. <laughs> oh, yep. Not just I think shoots, I cheered but, and uh, I woke up all my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and pukes, which uh, can you remember? Well, wouldn't you? Huh? Wouldn't you? I'd probably do that if I were shooting at uh, shooting that many times at anybody. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and surviving. Oh. Can you remember oh. uh, the last time someone puked after seeing a parent dead? <laughs> yes. Cammy, <Yeah. laughs> can you remember? But there was Sorry, no song. One more time. I said, uh, "Can you remember the last time someone puked when they saw their parent dead?" <laughs> I just I just wonder if it's a callback to the body. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Buffy Buff- in the body. Yeah, Buffy did that. She saw her mother dead, and then she went and went in the other room and puked, like on the floor. Anyway, Rogers a cyborg, <laughs> and uh, Wesley figures they targeted him because he's weak. And Angel says that he did what he did to protect people, and he knows uh, what's right. And. Um, Angel tries to comfort him. Hey, listen, I killed my dad, too. <laughs> and then Spike. <laughs> Leading to a wonderful running joke. <laughs> <laughs> he killed my, uh, uh, I killed my mom and she tried to, sh- after she tried to shag me. <laughs> it was it's like, thank you. <laughs> I'm very comforted. <laughs> Uh, Fred shows up. Uh, Wesley tells her not to tell him if she kills her parents, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> um, Fred's certain Wesley thought he was a cyborg, but Wesley is like, no, I didn't think that at all. He pointed a gun at you. I shot him, which just, uh, Wesley's a badass. He does. He's he and he's totally in love with Fred. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Knox shows up. Ugh. Oh, Knox always shows up at the worst time. Wah, wah. Says he was supposed to take her home and leads her away with his arm around her. Ugh. And then Wesley broods a bit, and then he calls his parents. Credits. Yeah, but uh, when he calls his parents, his dad is, yep. you know, just such a jerk. 
jerk. Ugh. Telling us that whoever it was that programmed these robots had a lot of inside info. Um, yeah. And at this point, I don't know if my memory is lacking or not, but this, I'm not sure if anybody did, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess I'll find out. At the end of the season, I'm either going to be like, oh, that makes sense, or I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> I can't remember. I don't want to spoil Yeah, anything. I can't either. I mean, I, what I enjoyed about this episode is that it was very relatable. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I can, I can dig it. Can you dig it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kim messaged me and said she had to step away. Okay. Um, so, And me, I loved the episode because uh, Wesley Wyndham Price is my favorite character on the show. Yeah, it was good to get a Wesley-centered episode. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, the following week, we didn't we don't get any Wesley because he's, yeah. he's away. <laughs> uh, why don't we do some ratings and quotes? And, um, you know, when Kim returns, uh, she will be, she can tell us. Um. So, uh, Matt, you want to start with your rating? Mm. Your thoughts on the episode as a whole? <laughs> Let's see. I I really I really like this episode. Believe it or not, this is the episode that I signed up for over over Destiny. Oh wow! Um, yeah i I really I really like this episode, and I had I had forgotten a lot about uh, some of the other stuff that's happening in Destiny. Mm-hmm. All I remembered pretty much is the. Uh, is the Mountain Dew Cup <laughs> and and uh, and the very end? Yeah, I'll get to it. But uh, uh, this this episode, I I love love the fact that it's a, that it's a Wesley episode, and I, it's seeing seeing the relationship that Wesley has has had with his father uh, goes a long ways towards uh, showing where Wesley came from what made him into that bumbling, uh, bumbling fool that we met way back in season three of, uh, Buffy mm-hmm. All right. and, and seeing how far he's come, uh, seeing, uh, seeing him come back and come back at his father saying, or is it just that I might be, might be better at it than you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. I will give this episode eight and a half. <laughs> uh, cyborg uh, self-destruct bombs. <laughs> yeah, it's tr- it really does make you think a lot about um, Wesley, even when he was first introduced in Buffy. Like he is, he was always, you know, trying to fe- feel like he was, you know, smart and deserving of respect, but also like trying to please everybody as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the bumbling is just definitely a, like a like yeah, nervousness. Always- Mm-hmm. Yep, just that hint of that coming back, and then they reminded us of what he had to do to. Uh, oh my God! Uh, that 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 uh, that person that's that that we all we've all forgotten about. It worked. It was from an art. <laughs> the lawyer. Oh my God! Uh, Lila. Lila. Uh, oh, I didn't yes. realize that's who you were referring to. I would have gotten that. Immediately. Yes, because he had to chop her up. Yeah. So she wouldn't come back. So yeah, that'll yeah, do things to a person. Yeah, and how he had to keep uh, Justine in a cage, and but why? Yeah, Doesn't he's been through why. some stuff <laughs> because of uh, what's his face because of uh, Holtz. Yeah, but why? <laughs> because it was disturbing keeping a woman in a cage in your closet. Oh no, I'm just wondering. You know, what was Holtz's problem? Like, 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, talking about how he doesn't remember know. Connor, and I wonder, you know, how he oh. fills those holes in his memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your brain just. We'll just get to that. Things. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your score, Steph? As the police oh, come to take me away. You know, I don't think that this action that this episode ever really goes anywhere later. Hi guys, I'm sorry. Hi. Which it's not fair to say that it, because it, they can't. Uh, that's kind of unfair. But anyway, yes, it was so nice to get a Wesley centered centered episode and to get those glimpses of the past and be reminded of the arc that Wesley has been on and Wesley is the greatest character in the Buffy Angel universe <laughs> and it's painful and I give it 10 out of 10 head boys <laughs> <laughs> what I miss sorry guys what I miss uh, no we we're just uh, we we're just finishing up the episode and giving our ratings you want to oh uh, what was your score again stuff 10 out of 10. 10. I mean, when 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 we were when we were looking ahead to season five, I was like, season five? What's season five? Oh yeah, they go work for Wolfram and Hart, and oh yeah, that Wesley centered episode about his dad, oh, where he okay. had to kill his dad for Fred. That showed that how much he loves Fred. Oh yeah, you know, if you love Fred, you got to kill somebody for. Her. That's basically yeah. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim, do you want to give your overall thoughts and rating? Sure. Sorry. What's the, what's the other like lab guy's name? Knox. Knox. Fuck Knox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> so, <laughs> right at the end, I'm for like, so oh. many reasons. <laughs> I'm like, of course. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I honestly do not like Wesley pining over Fred. I just don't care for it. It's not my favorite storyline. Um, but she's pretty. And so smart. Sure. Look at those so those Melrose Place skirts. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the guys are going to, like, love Fred at one time of, in this series. It's just, I don't know. It's convenient. She's the only girl. I get it. But, um, I enjoyed this episode. I, um, at first I was just like, okay, where are we going? But then it was a Wesley episode. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then when I was... You know, like I was saying before, I was picking up on the cues. I'm like, this ain't his dad. This is not his dad. Mm-hmm. And um, when he shot him, I was just like, oh, shit. And then <laughs> um, when Knox came at the end, I was just like, Ugh. but it was good because I was like, I was honestly super into the episode. Like I was reacting. I wasn't just sitting going, oh, God, <laughs> when's it going to get good yeah. again? And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't give it a 10. I'd probably give it a good solid 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, dildos, whatever. I don't know. Like, what, yeah. what did you say? What was the rating? <laughs> what did you call it? Massager? I said it like a. <laughs> I believe she said cryptic dildos. <laughs> Demonic personal massager is what I said. <laughs> oh, what? yeah, there you go. <laughs> I give it a solid 8. Okay. Solid eight. Um, for my rating, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it uh, even more talking to you guys about it. But yeah, I, I, I came up cold on it because of the cyborgs. I just want. Uh, there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. There's so many questions around the cyborgs. So I mean, I almost want to raise my rating because you guys are so 
happy about it, but I mean, I I, I still give it a seven. Uh, well, okay. uh, the cyborgs. There has to be something super, super, uh, uh, supernatural or mm-hmm. scientific. There has to be one of those elements in there somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, cyborgs not my favorite, but it's uh, it's it's just it has it's just like in the episode The Body when she goes to the morgue to see her mother and then she has to fight vampires. She has to do that. Like it has mm-hmm. to be in the episode. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that was. I mean, I don't don't compare this episode to the body. The body is like perfect. Well, but <laughs> it's just a mandatory. Anyway, seven out of ten. Lewis Gossett Jr. phone parties. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, anybody have any? Quotes? Well, nobody liked liked Iron Eagle too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Iron Eagle one though. That's good stuff. One vision. Anyway, uh, any any quotes anybody has? I, or I, I, uh, you covered them all. Did I cover them all? You got them. I just wrote down, oh, Eve's stuck in an elevator. So do, so tell maintenance. Well, where the bloody hell is me? Oh, to be honest, I don't really oh. care. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminded me of the end of Once More With Feeling, where he's all into singing with everybody, and then suddenly he's like, oh... This Bugger is ridiculous. This. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, density. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> density, October eighth, two thousand three. Written by David Fury and Stephen S. Tonight, they teamed up for this one, and uh, he. But also, uh, Ben Edlin added some to it. Oh, okay. Now, Steph mm-hmm. listened to the commentary. Mm-hmm. Um. Entertaining as always. Mm-hmm. Now, Juliet Lando was I must on the say, commentary as well, yeah. right? Right. I must say, on the DVD, when I started the episode, mm-hmm. um, the menu said to watch it with the commentary with Juliet Lando. And I was like, no! <laughs> God, I, I, know. I, I did it. I did it on the in the commentary that you guys will hear. Okay. That I was like, oh, I'll pretend like I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, and I'll and I'll and I'll pretend to be super excited when I see her for the first time. And luckily, and it, doesn't, it doesn't take too long <laughs> to get to Drew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed was that she was only in the flashbacks. Yeah, like I was expecting her to be in the because usually when they bring a guest star on, they're in the whole episode and not just well. At the end, I was like, oh, my God, is Drusilla back? And then I was like, oh, my God! Okay, so... <laughs> uh, and honestly, I... But I, skipping ahead. Uh-huh. I kept on wanting to go back through the opening, cre- the opening, uh, you know, trailing credits to, to spot nope. uh, his name. And I, it wasn't in there. It was a nope, total secret. wasn't there. That's what they Very should nice. do all the time. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they really tried to keep it a secret. They said they kept it a secret until five days before the episode aired. And they were filming. Uh, David Boreanaz directs an episode in the future. They were in a bar and one of the extras. They, like they were either they were even calling Lindsay Sean to try to keep people from knowing that Lindsay was back. And uh, uh-huh. an extra spilled it to the press. Uh-huh. F you day player. But also, I mean, he was he was in season one. This is season five. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he, was, actually, he was there through all, all halfway through season two. 
Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it was season one. No, season two as well. Uh, no, he was all a part of the Darla thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Boreanaz was actually originally uh, supposed to direct this episode, but he got some knee surgery, I guess. So mm-hmm. I don't... he can't he can't direct this episode. Yeah, he was supposed to, but oh no! Yeah. Well, not that he's a bad director that I or whatever, but I was like, <laughs> this episode is he, it'd be too many hats to wear because this was such an uh, uh, acting heavy episode for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acting heavy, fighting heavy. It was a, it was a lot. I actually, way, way too many, way too okay. many hats for this episode for him. This is by far the best episode of the season so far. Mm-hmm. I I think I agree. I, I, I need to go back through a bit. So into it, yeah. And I but oh, you'll hear it in the in the commentary. <laughs> but I, I was just ecstatic. First of all, flashbacks sold. You got me. Yeah. Drusilla, you got me. Angelus, you got me. Like, I love, love, loved everything. This is why I knew it would be a good one for you. I was like, (laughs) yes, we get all this. And then, like, the mic drops at the end. It's so... And then going going back and forth between present and past, Mm -hmm. it was... Finally, I'm like, here we go. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I was loving every second of it. Okay, let's break down this episode. All right, so yeah. uh, my, <laughs> my first note, we got, we're got we back in 1880. I've just My first note is just Drew in huge capital letters. Um, so, But this is, we've never seen this before. This is Spike meeting Angelus for the first time. So the, the beginnings of the bromance that never ends. Um, yes, and I, usually, I forgot. That Drusilla sired him. I thought Angel did. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, go on. Usually I hate stuff like this. I hate when they fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. Because I I love it. (laughs) I like, well, most of the time, like, my imagination is better than what they write. Because a lot of times it's not good. (laughs) Uh But this was good because we've been wondering all this time, where did this rivalry come from? Why does he hate Mm -hmm. Angel so bad? It's not just because of Buffy, because he hated him when we, when he first came to Sunnydale. So Mm -hmm. where did this all come from? And we see Mm -hmm. Angel is just so gorgeous exchange between the two of them, uh, sticking their hand in the, into the sunlight. Yes. I was like, okay, is, this is like their version of Blood Brothers. What's happening here? <laughs> Brothers. And when they did all that, I was just like, okay, okay, this is where the bromance starts. He should have been Robin like, and was like giddy. He should have been like, Angelus, don't you know this is indirect sunlight? We can't hurt you. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, yeah, Ange- uh, we get Darla explained away. She's off being with the master and not in this episode. Uh, boo. But, uh, uh, we haven't, yeah, Angela says, another rooster in the hen house. And, um, and he's like, oh, I've just been burning the slaughter innocents with another man. Uh, and then he starts saying, like, oh, this, I hope you don't think this makes me like a deviant. Uh, <laughs> maybe sound like a deviant. Uh, but he does say, like, we're going to be the best of friends. And then we flash <laughs> to the president and they're already bickering. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Steph, I think you told me that this, these flashbacks take place right after um, Lies My Parents Told Me, the Buffy episode where, um, you know, William is sired by Darla, or not Darla, by Drew, and then his he, his mom tries to shag him and all that. <laughs> so, um, Steph is not here right now, and maybe, I don't know. Um, 
All right, so oh no, Angel and Spike are bickering. Uh, Wesley has the whole. Hmm? Uh oh. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Okay. I was just talking up a storm. Oh, I don't. You said some really <laughs> interesting things. Well, what were you saying? Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying that David Fury said that James and David love to play up the homoeroticism. They get a kick out of that, and you know, back sure do. When, when that commentary was recorded, like that was, it was like. It was, that was such a different time mm-hmm. to say that. Like, I, they wouldn't have said that in that way this time, you know, at this point in time. So, um, yeah, I mean, just the going back and forth between it, Angel, the Angelus and the vampires just, they seem like a pack of animals. You know, there's so much like animals, just not, no humanity. And uh, what David Fury and Stephen DeKnight was saying was that they realized that how they've written Spike now, that Spike has retained more of his humanity than uh, like Angelus did. And that uh, going through this episode, the arguing back and forth, that we're rooting for Spike to win. That we really, because mm-hmm. Angel has this like self-doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and I was arguing with you that I was actually rooting for Angel, but, you know, whatever. Well, we all... I was rooting for Angel the whole (laughs) way. Yeah, we root for Angel because, you know, he's the star of the show. He's the champion. this is Spike's episode. Yeah, it it does. It's a good good, um, meditation on their friendship and, you know, their their relationship throughout the years. Even though this is the last series, the last season of... Both series, we get something new, and we get some blanks filled in, and it's right. very uh-huh. interesting. So, uh, Wesley's uh, says he's on. A, they said Wesley's on a leave of absence. Um, Steph, we know why. There, because Alexis and Allison are getting married. Yep. Okay, I was wondering where he was in the real world. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So Spike is like. You know, because it's explained away that he's just on a leave of absence because he killed his father, who was a robot. But anyway, it was it, it bothered him, so he's off. And then Spike's like, "Oh, boohoo! <laughs> Try staking your mother while she's coming on to you." <laughs> and then Harmony says, "That, that explains a lot." <laughs> anyway, so uh, Spike gets a package, and it's a it flashes in his face, and he. Surprised by that, but he just walks off, and then he immediately walks into Angel's door and falls over. And uh, uh-huh. also, uh, Harmony answers the phone, and they're screeching on the phone. The phones are all ringing off the hook. Something's going on, but uh, never mind that. Psych is uh, psych is spiked. No, Spike is psyched. <laughs> uh, he steals Angel's blood, drinks it, hugs Gun, and uh, then he starts hitting on Harmony, who puts on a puts up a fight. Until Spike compliments her skirt. <laughs> yes, Harmony's very, then it's very simple. <laughs> you know, Taking a long lunch, boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said that they caught a lot of flack from fans because they were so invested in the Buffy-Spike relationship. And they were, uh-huh. they were like, oh, but why would Spike sleep well? Well, of course he would. Josh said that Spike would want to just get laid no matter what now that he's corporeal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. There's That's no the way he's going to wait him. around to be with Puffy. <clears throat> a vampire has needs. <laughs> 
I, I, I just think he's probably just so excited to not be like, you know, a ghost, not being like at the mercy of Pavane if Pavane ever, ever escaped from his cell. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in this episode where Buffy gets brought up and it is it, – Spike is a little bit rough about Buffy, the way he talks about Buffy. But like to me, it's like I think he's just trying to piss Angel off. He doesn't actually feel like Oh, this. yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, so um, Spike and Harmony go to this guy's office. They throw him out and he goes to complain to this coworker Jerry, who turns around and his eyes are bleeding. And he's really pissed off because nobody replaces the toner. And I was like, dude, I feel you. <laughs> I, I, that, that after shot where like Angel and Lauren and um, as was a gun were standing there and there's toner written in blood on the wall behind them. I, I put that on my Twitter because that's just... Uh, I mean, I feel it. <laughs> and, he, and he beats the guy to death with a fire extinguisher, which I don't know if I go that far. But I don't know. In the offices that I've worked in, they've kept the toner under lock and key, mm. and <laughs> only certain people are allowed to put it in yeah. because if you mess it up, it's worse than not having enough toner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred reports the science department's instruments are going wonky. Uh, he's really, she's really surprised to hear his spike is back. Um, and she's like, hmm, this must be connected. And Eve blames it on, well, everything's out of balance. It's a Shanshu prophecy. Uh, Spike Shanshu. Shanshu. Uh, Spike uh, sacrificed himself for Sunnydale. So now that he's back, there are two champions that have a soul. And uh, yeah, who's the prophecy for? And uh, now who's who's using the mail to send amulets to Angel, to send flash packages to Spike? What's going on here? Mysteries abound. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Spike is uh, having his jollies with Harmony, and uh, she flips it, bites him. Literally? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they talked about how unromantic that scene was. <laughs> You don't want me. You want your Slayer whore. <laughs> I mentions in the uh, I, one of the websites that mentioned the go- a goof in the scene is that like there, he is he is having sex with her and she and he you know he gets knocked off of her and but you notice that his pants are completely done up and his shirt is tucked in even. He's <laughs> <laughs> like dry humping. I don't know. That's the way it. That's the way television portrays me. Yeah. You know the women are all naked. But Men are fully clothed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smash the patriarchy. And Spike knocks her out. That was a great uh, 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 wire. Yeah, effect. wire effect. That was pretty nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit her pretty hard. But she's a vampire, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Eve explains her theory to Spike. Spike is ready to get out of there, but Angel asks him to stay. And tonight and Fury were talking about how they enjoy how Sarah uh what's her Thompson. name? Uh yeah, what's what's the character's Eve. name? Eve. Eve. How she's mm-hmm. so condescending. Yeah. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't and it's not like, a she's secret. so cryptic and condescending. Mm-hmm. And we find out why later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Gun comes up to the elevator, out of the elevator. It turns out the white room is now a howling abyss, and that's it's like he's seen some shit, man. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, man. Uh, Spike uh, Angel mentioned something about like studying the Shanshu prophecy, and Spike is like, "What?" Like he's taking it. He's like, "I thought you thought that thing was BS, but now since he's taking it seriously, now Spike's got something to worry about." Um, so we go back to our friend Cirque, who we saw last season, um, in the season finale. Um, yeah, I was, I was wondering back there and I didn't have the chance to check, but I, I thought that was him yep. that introduced Wesley to the, uh, to the wing. Mm-hmm. Yes. They wanted, they wanted to call the character Hitchcock because he was just so very British but they decided to call him another British director from classic films instead. Oh, yeah. Cirque. And they wanted to bring him back, but Is they couldn't. Douglas Cirque? Right. Yeah. Um, so Cirque says the translation of the prophecy that they have is like reading a 12-year-old's book report of the prophecy. <laughs> And the actual translation is the balance will falter until the vampire with the soul drinks from the cup of perpetual torment. But there, which you know, which vampire with the soul is has to drink it? And Cirque says that whoever drinks from it is the one that's meant to drink from it. That's that's, that's the deal with prophecies. So, um, and then they talk about in the translation how like the cup is buried and is in like some sort of opera house buried in the Nevada desert, where the fat lady will sing no more. So yeah, opera house. And Angel turns around and notices Spike is gone, <laughs> who has stolen his viper. And they argue over cell phones as they race to Death Valley. Angel, forgetting that he has a helicopter. Uh, but anyway. Um, I have the flashbacks all in one piece here, um, so I just go through them. Um, so I, this this is so very like interview with the vampire, the wedding massacre. They're like in a buggy together, and you know, there's just like this half dead bride, and we hear how much of a blast it is to take down a wedding. Like they pop, Angelus popped a priest's head in front of everybody, and then beat the groom <laughs> with his own arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love Ange- I, I love Angel. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the subject then turns to Drew, and Spike tells Angelus how important she is to him. She's his destiny, mm. and so Angelus uh, pays that back by uh, the next time we see them. Uh, Angelus is having sex with Drew. Like, did anyone else call this? Like the second where he's like, like it's she's like the one for me, mm-hmm. and Angel just has this look in his eye, like, wow. Angelus is all look about out, taking buddy. people's I just like, like, yes. <laughs> worlds apart. Like he's all about torture. <laughs> yep. Well, he's not even just that. It's just that he he doesn't. He thinks everything is his. Yeah. You know, and it's not, and even, even his little speech later, he's just like, take what you want. It's like, no, he wants to, it it doesn't matter if you, if you covet something and you're like, this is the most precious thing to me and he knows it, he's going to take it from you. Mm -hmm. He's going to ruin it. Because he's cruel. He is. And he's He's cruel. And an animal. And no humanity. And Drew is like, she like laughs with him when, when 
Yeah. Uh, Spike catches them, or William, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, later um, they fight and they say, that, yeah, that's when he says, take what you want, but nothing is yours, not even Drew. And he just keeps calling him Willie. And then he says, you should really find <laughs> a new name for yourself that doesn't strike yeah. the right note of terror. And he says, if you want her, come and take her. And William lunges at him. And that's really all we see of the flashbacks. But I, I do want to mention, uh, yeah, when when uh, William walks in on Angelus having sex with Drew, there is there is some thrusting. Uh, and so the, yeah, there is. the parents' television council uh, filed a complaint against oh, the WB. Oh, stop it. Uh, in which Angel's hips can be seen, quote, moving back and forth. Uh, they were disturbed also by the heavy breathing uh, in an earlier scene with uh, – this note is wrong. It says Darla and Drusilla, so that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> but it's heavy breathing somewhere. Maybe maybe it was Spike and Harmony. Um, however, the, the uh, FCC later ruled that the scene was not indecent as it was brief. It contained no nudity and it was not sufficiently graphic or explicit to render the program patently offensive. So – I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was struck down. Was- well, I thought all I could think about was David Boreanaz's knee. <laughs> oh, his poor <laughs> knee. That's surgery. You're thinking about his knee? Okay. <laughs> he, had knee- he had knee surgery. But yeah. Uh- I know, but it's still, like, really? His knee? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the present, Gunn is suspicious of Eve, who keeps fingering his robots. Um. Fred, yeah, well, like in the la- in in uh, the last episode, it's Spike and Eve are kind of put together to like be suspicious of her, ar- argue and have you know conflict. And in this episode, it's Gun and Eve having conflict. Mm-hmm. So Fred's trying to figure out the infection, and then all of a sudden, we see Gun's eyes have started bleeding, and he hits Fred and starts choking Eve, and then Fred ends up knocking him out. They call it the Alice Cooper makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Eve then puts on a pity party for herself, basically. And so, actually, I'm not the bad guy. So, I don't know. Liar! Kim, did you feel bad for her at all? <laughs> after seeing her getting choked by gun and all the distrust? Not in the slightest. <laughs> all right. So, meanwhile. I just, I kept thinking like, oh, here's a black man strangling a white girl. What are people going to say about this? Oh, then I realized, oh, it's not today. Yeah. Sorry. Like, that's just sorry that that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, no, it goes all anyways. the way back to, to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. Um, so, uh, Angel and Spike both find the cup. What do we do now? And then Spike punches him and says, what do you think? So they fight and they fight and they fight. Um, there's some good dialogue here. I don't know if you guys want to talk about any of this. I can just read it all my notes, but um. and there's some really nice wire work as we're doing the fight. Mm-hmm. I loved every freaking second of this. Mm-hmm. I was doing play by plays. It was fantastic. <laughs> the only part I, I yeah. the only part I didn't like about the fight is that rebar actually bends. It's meant to be able to be flexible. Uh. <laughs> At some point, it would have they would have run it into each other and bent them into use. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike, I okay. just thought it was. I thought the scene was actually a little bit too dark. 
lit. Uh, did it, they do the that? lighting? Right. Yeah, I felt did that they way do too. that to disguise some of the the fighting. I, I I'm guessing maybe some of the choreography, some of like the. I know that they usually, when they have epic fights, it's usually a little bit darker so they can get away with more. But it just Possibly, a little but too dark. It's also supposed to be at, uh, at an opera house that's partially buried out in the Nevada desert. Yeah, yeah so and some of, course, of it's underground. But the chalice or the was on a pedestal with the friggin' spotlight. Yeah, like they have lighting. So <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, this show has never been lit enough. <laughs> and especially, you know, just watching Smallville. Smallville is lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. It is <laughs> so many lights. It's a beautiful show. And uh-huh. in comparison, this show, they just, the CW, the WB just never gave this show enough money. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so let me run through my notes here. If you guys want to stop me at all, go ahead. Um, Spike says that Angel had his soul forced on him while he fought for his, and he, because he knew it was the right thing to do, it was his destiny. I thought it was to get into a girl's pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they duel. Like, they duel with Rebar. There's lots of Spike uh, uh, sparks and spikes. Um, uh, Spike is really determined to win. He knocks Angel to the ground. Angel gets the upper hand and calls him Willie, which set which sets Spike off. And he says that this is all Angel's fault. Drew sired me, but you made me into a monster. You prayed there was something disgusting like you in the world, and I'm nothing like you. And then Angel mm, says, mm, mm, mm. "You're less. That's why Buffy never loved you. You weren't me." Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And then Spike says, <laughs> guess she must have been thinking about you all those times I was putting it to her. Yes! And that's when oh the vamp faces come God. out. <laughs> yes. this- yeah, the, uh, Danai and Fury talked about how the their rivalry was over Buffy, but now Buffy is gone. Buffy's over, the show's over, so they had to, they had to acknowledge that there were two vampires with souls and they had to deal with that and also uh they had to have another reason for this rivalry well the great thing about this is like the rivalry was there in buffy even back then like they hated each other mm-hmm. back then and it you know it they spent a lot of time in the past <laughs> you know there was Spike was always like the super cocky one. He'd always cause destruction or whatever. And Angelus was always like the. And then, of course, when, you know, Angelus was uh, cursed with the soul, it was even. He hated him even more. So. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, massive fight. Spike gets the drop on Angel, uh, stakes him in the shoulder. He says, You shouldn't have dust. I should have dusted you, but I wouldn't want to hear her bitch about it. Which, wow. Um, so Spike goes to drink. Angel warns him the burden he's about to take on. Do you even want it? Or you just want to take something away from me? And Spike says, better both. And then drinks it. Mm. And then he says, it's Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused by that. So I'm like, okay, does that mean Angel has to drink now? <laughs> I didn't get it until they explained it. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, they were they were wanting it to be Fresca, but didn't know if enough people knew what Fresca was. 
Uh, I have I have some trivia. David Fury and Stevens and I had an argument when writing the episode about who was going to drink from the cup at the end, and uh-huh. Fury wanted Spike to drink, uh, and Stevens said Angel should be the one that wins and takes a drink. But since David Fury is like co-showrunner, he ended up winning. <laughs> but I think it works. I think it was the better choice. Yeah, it's so like when he takes that drink and you don't know that it's all BS. Like as a fan, it, like the show is called Angel. You, I, I'm I'm rooting for Angel personally. I mean, I want the best for Spike as well. I like him as well. Um, but in the end, I don't want Spike to just take over the show entirely as the hero. I want I want Angel to be the one that the Shanshu prophecy was all about all this time. Um, so when he takes that drink, you're like you're like with Angel, like ah, oh, you know, no. Um, right. You're torn. Yeah. You're torn between them. So, well, and in I'm, the and in the end, Spike winning there is actually what sets Angel back on course mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. Um, so Angel returns to Wolfram and Hearts. Tells uh, wait, oh. but also another thing they argued over was what was uh, Fred calling Gun because Fred called Gun Charles oh, yeah. when they had a relationship, and she calls him she called him Gun when she knocked him off of. Uh-huh. Eve earlier. Yeah. I think she should still call him Charles. <laughs> it's not like it's a pet name. It's just his name. <laughs> she's just Yeah, I think friend. she's pretty much always called him Charles. Yeah. Anyway, so Angel returns to Wolfram and Hart. Um, there one, I think it was Fred has asked him what happened. And he says, I fell down a bunch of stairs. Big stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cirque disappears. Uh, Gun and Harmony are strapped to gurneys. Harmony wakes up and wonders if she's in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eve tells Angel that the senior partner stabilized things for now. Gun feels super bad and is apologizing to her. And she just, you know, kind of wanders off like, you know, it's no problem, you know. Um, And Spike goes off to get drunk. But Angel is just broken. He's talking to... I think Gun was it? Yeah. Uh, about how um, Spike beat him and he wanted it more. And oh. what if that means I'm, I'm not the one? So we leave him with those questions. Elsewhere, uh, Eve walks into an apartment and talking to somebody off camera about how well the plan worked. It's a wonder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, this Angel and Spike fell for the cup story, Cirque disappeared, and the senior partners don't actually know any of this stuff is going on. Um, and she takes her shoes off, sick, very sexy, sexy. Uh, they wanted the shot sexily. <laughs> they wanted the shot to be sexy. She takes her shoes off. She takes her, her dress off. She takes her, uh, underwear off. And you don't see any of her skin, but it's really sexy the way she does it and climbs into bed. And then suddenly yeah. you see a very muscly and tattooed very Lindsay. Jacked up Lindsay. What the hell? Uh, and my, I cannot wait when to I hear first, the commentary on this part. Yeah, when, when I first saw that, I was convinced, all right, we finally found, we finally discovered our big bad for the, mm-hmm. for the season. It's come full circle. Oh my god! All the, the way first back. Thing from I looked for was his arm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he says, "Well, it's a start." 
So, oh. uh, by the way, we haven't seen him since season two's dead end, uh, which I looked back at our website. We covered that episode five years ago. What? Did we really? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah Thompson said uh, She heard rumors there was going to be Some sort of big reveal for this episode But I didn't know what was going to happen David Boreanaz was like Maybe you're going to turn out to be a lizard (laughs) 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 She received the scene in an envelope marked confidential Shortly before filming With strict orders not to reveal That Christian Kane was returning to the show So Mm -hmm. boom Ah such a great reveal Great reveal (sighs) Great reveal. I hope there's more like this mm-hmm. throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Robin and I just so saw Christian, Christian Kane. Yeah, we like walked yeah. by him. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> no, we didn't say that. Uh, yeah, he was at the Walk of Fame at Dragon Gun. Um, we don't didn't have money to pay everybody that we wanted to meet. We just kind of walked <laughs> by them. I, I waved to Mitch Pileggi. <laughs> Did he wait back? No. He just looked at me. Come by my autograph, you jerk. Uh, um, all right. So let's get into rating this episode. We'll start with our guest. All right. If you will remember back to uh, when we were talking about uh, talking about uh, lineage, uh, I had said that I had pretty much forgotten this episode. <laughs> Except for the Mountain Dew and the uh, and the the final reveal, I'm get I have to be guessing that I was distracted or something, or or for some reason or other that I got turned off by the by the flashbacks when I was when I was watching it uh, back in the day. Uh, but uh, when I sat down and actually watched this episode, it's a really good episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at this time, um, I'm going to give this uh, nine bloody toners. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kim? Wow. I kind of like this episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Um, I. I'm so happy that we've got this episode now because honestly, Robin, I was starting to be like, Oh God, can I, can, can I hang on for these? What couple what, like a dozen episodes we have left. Yeah. I was Should telling I you, like, now? this is, uh, yeah. we're, we're, it's, it's rough getting started, <laughs> but yeah. Cause I think they're still trying to feel out, you know, their new, I guess they try to breathe new life into the show. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to get over it, and it's just—I it, don't—I don't, I personally don't think it worked, or, or was is working in the reality that we are in right now. But I'm just kind of glad that we're back um, with a good episode. I love flashback stuff, so um, anytime. And then when we get to see Drusilla again, she's probably one of my favorite characters in the whole Buffy verse. Mm-hmm. If not my favorite character, I absolutely adore her. I think it's got to be so much fun playing her. And if I were to ever be a character, I would instantly choose to be her. She's so great. Um, Yeah, everything about this episode I loved. And I am going to give it a 10. Yeah. 
out of 10. I loved it. Okay. I don't have any, I do not have a cute rating system. Come back to me, <laughs> but it's 10. <laughs> it is a 10 for sure. Nice. Oh, should I say chalices? Oh, that's just so cheesy. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, I say 10 out of 10 also. 10 out of 10 sunken opera houses. <laughs> uh, it was just so good. Yeah. Oh, Robin. It was. I, uh, yeah, I forgot about the mic drop at the end. I mean, I knew the mic drop was coming, but I didn't know idea. Like, I was like, oh, they're giving this us this too at the end of the episode. Like, we get all this, the, I mean, every time we get some good, like, flashbacks with them in the 1800s and 1700s, all that. I love that so much. Um, and, and just, you know, Angel and Spike bickering back and forth through the present time and then really getting to some, like, deep shit between them. Uh, that was great too. And then also we're... And then? Yeah, I know. It just keeps going. <laughs> you know, like that, then we're like, we talk about like the mystery of the Shanshu prophecy. I get right into that. And also, uh, you know, the mystery of what might... Who might have been pulling the strings on Spike's return? Uh, we have that as well. Uh, and, and of course, just muscles and tattoos and just chilling in the bed like, yeah, what's up? Miss me? Uh, <laughs> it, it definitely miss so him. jacked. Yeah. So, uh, like, how is he that muscular with one arm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you remember, you got to remember back, he got a new arm put on. Yep. I don't remember. That was the last, that was dead end, wasn't it? Yeah. <coughs> get, All right. I thought it was a couple episodes before yeah, that, that, no. that, he, that he got it. Okay. It's been a while. It's been at least five years. <laughs> so some, good. some evil murderer's arm. So I gave it also a 10 out of 10 cups of perpetual torment. Um, so that gives this episode a 9.75. This is the highest rated episode this season for us. Um, it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the last, the, the episode that I rated close to this was a nine, and that was for Just Rewards, the second episode of the season, in which Spike is back and in full force, and it was just a really fun episode. So, and keep in mind that I just could not give either of these episodes higher than a nine, mm-hmm. just because there's much better stuff coming. Oh, you're rating it on a curve. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. We might get an 11. We might. <laughs> Is there an episode better than Innocence? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some stuff ahead anyway. Uh, so, so, yeah, 9.75 for Destiny and 8.375 for Lineage. Um, oh, uh, we also have feedback. Uh, just a short uh, message from Ray. He says... I like these episodes a lot. It was nice to finally meet Wesley's dad. Even if it was only a robot in the end, we got a feel for what the real guy is like. The evil robot thing is a little bit convoluted overall, but the emotion behind what Wesley was going through was real. And as a big Wesley fan, it's great to finally get some backstory on him. Some more backstory. He's one of the characters that I think grows the most in the whole Buffyverse. This is a good showcase for that. The show is reeling me back into wanting Wesley to finally be with Fred. It feels like they would be so cute together. As for Destiny, putting Spike and Angel together and just having them bicker and fight is a recipe for success. The Shanshu prophecy was uh, introduced in the season one finale. 
And it's cool to see it come back around here, but in a completely different context with the possibility of Spike being the chosen one. And I remember being very shocked by the end of the episode with the reveal that Lindsay is the one pulling the strings on Spike's return and the fake quest in this episode. I loved the dynamic between Lindsay and Angel in the early seasons. It's the kind of tease that had me wanting to keep watching and see what Lindsay's endgame was. Ray. Thank you, Ray. Nice. And we will see. Mm -hmm. We will. Um... So that's it for feedback. Um, Give us our teases. Oh, I don't have any teases. <laughs> I didn't write any teases. It's the wrong show. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you can maybe guess, or I would actually rather Kim guess <laughs> at what's happening uh, if I give you the uh, episode titles. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I do want to mention we only have 14 episodes left before Redemption Cast is over. That means seven more podcasts. Oh. The next episodes are called Harm's Way and Harm's like a H apostrophe arm. No, okay, no, no. Okay, okay. no, harm apostrophe s. <laughs> harm like short for harmony. Maybe. Ooh. And the second episode. I can't is, remember. I don't know. <laughs> and the second <laughs> second episode is called Soul Purpose. Soul, like soul purpose. S O U L. It's all about feet. S O L E. What's the purpose for my feet? I have no idea. No, it's all about shadow. It's really, but yeah, it's about soul. Are these no? Well, I guess you guys are they on par with this episode, the latest one, Destiny? Um, we're on. Are we trending in the up? We're trending in the upward. I don't know if we're, I don't know if it gets better than Destiny, but I know both of them are really good. Uh, they're really, okay. the, uh, the one's really, really fun. Uh, lots of laughs, and the other one is like mm-hmm. another one. It's just kind of advances the mythology. Um, That's good. Yeah. I'm going to watch no matter yeah, what. We, so <laughs> we we are heading we are heading back into a little bit more serialized. Mm-hmm. Yes, good stuff. After the opening of the season, now the WB good. stopped paying attention. Uh. <laughs> we can get back to this where they've already, did they already cancel the show at this point <laughs> and they're like guys do your own thing i don't think it was until oh, like, i am the- i am so looking forward to when you fi- when you find out when we found out the show was canceled yeah oh yeah yeah no Aww. just just because just because when when we as the fan base were hit with that mm-hmm. it was like a gut what was, punch. Ha- what, was hap- what was happening in the show mm-hmm was made even more incredible. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Uh, awesome. So, um, yeah, that's it. Um, oh, I had a quote. <laughs> now that I'll mention it, uh, Spike says, "It's like she's got a bit of child, a bit of a child in her." Angela says, "Perhaps two or three by now." No. <laughs> it's bloody ambrosia. <laughs> this otter. <laughs> this is otter. This is otter. <laughs> Any other quotes? All right. Oh, a, a bajillion, but yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I don't have any more. <laughs> no, 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 I don't either. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, um, perhaps we do this again next week. I don't know. Perhaps we'll try. Perhaps. Okay. Well, thanks for coming, perhaps. Matt, and for staying a little late with us. And thank you for having me again. Appreciate it. This was fun, and not to be 
not to be ghoulish, but I hope I get to do the backup. Because <laughs> that's the one I really wanted. Uh, hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, cryptic. See what happens. All right. So until uh, uh, next time. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's all our contact? Email us redemptioncast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at redemptioncast. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> all right. So till next time, we need Illyrio. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste, y'all. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Stop your falling asleep now. Open your tired eyeballs. It's the season finale. Cordy's got a headache this big, and it's got Excedrin written all over it. Wesley, he done lots of research on some scary scroll. Now he like stealing donuts. He read ancient text of Abergine. One thing he can tell you is you can't beat prophecy. Live forever, cause death is not for me. Now maggots ate his nose up It'd be really gross If he sneezed Walking through the street fair He'd just do what he please Fancy dresser Without Olfactory Senses Oh, I get it that's pretty funny. Oh, that vodka. He's got a nice robe. Season two.
Gags, you too. Doll is back. Woo! It's gonna be some major drops. 